Hey, what's up, Mike? Yeah, All right. <laughs> Thought this time would never come. I was gearing Emma up, actually. I had it all set up in the rig area, and, um... She was on deck? She was in the bullpen warming up? Very nervous. Like uh, a rookie who's never seen the big league show. <laughs> Called up for the first time in a playoff matchup. Eighth inning. Bases are loaded. She couldn't handle the pressure. Pressure. She, she backed out. Oh man, don't worry. I made, I made it. I made it. I'm here. She was sweating, man, and I said, "Hey, uh, Mike's back in. Don't worry. You can sit this one so, out, champ." <laughs> I actually got home like 20 minutes ago, man, but I had to take a shower. Dude. I was fucking covered in rust. I battled rust for rust. like four hours. Was um, Alec Baldwin there? Is everyone okay? I imagine there were some <laughs> innocent bystanders. I got shot twice, man. <laughs> I can only assume there were several deaths. <laughs> yeah, but they were all female cinema cinematographers. So. <laughs> Four died, but good news is like twenty five graduated today. So yeah, <laughs> plenty to fucking follow their footsteps. <laughs> Man, fighting the rust. All right, dude, that sounds rough. Ah, oh, dude, old cast iron line drinking fountains. Wow, three three floors. It's just one pipe, two inches straight from from the from the basement to the roof. Right. Yeah, and then eat, and then the drinking fountains tie in. Oh yeah. Now the where the rust comes from is that part in between the top drinking fountain and the roof, because yeah. that never sees water. Wow. Okay. So it just gets the sewer gas that just like rots out the inside of this pipe. So the pipe looks fine from the outside, but on the inside, <clears throat> it's like rusting and flaking. You're saying the gas from the sewer is more corrosive than anything else going on in there? Well, it's just, it's the combination of cor corrosion and um, usually it's like in an attic space, so you're kind of exposed to like the, the, the extreme oh. temperatures. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you, you know, you combined all of that. That's where you get the heat, the shrinking and the growing, and that's where you get the flakes, you know? Oh, damn, yeah. Oh, man, so what happens is I get there, there's a clog on the third floor. I, I unclog it, right? I'm pe packing up my stuff. I'm cleaning up. It's easy, dude. I've only been here 45 minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> As I'm going out, I look in the second floor. There's water all over the place. Ah. The clogged move to the second floor. Ooh, it moves, huh? Like, like Yeah. So it just made it down to the, the next pipe? fitting. Wow. And then it stopped there. So I had to ride it from the second floor. Then it went to the first floor. I got it. Everything's good. Everything's flowing. I'm, I'm great, right? Everything's going good. Hell yeah. And then they call me and tell me that it's clogged again on the third floor. No, of course, man. So as I was riding the first floor, I was rattling the pipe, and that was as I was doing that, it was releasing more rust, which was clogging on the third floor. Wow. So I had to go all the way upstairs, and then I just beat the shit out of this pipe with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> the old school method. I definitely and then I that. Dude, I rot, but then I couldn't get it, right? So fuck it. I go from the basement, I open the clean out, Nothing comes out. That's terrible news because that means all the water is above you and it's about to come out on you. That's not a good scenario. Did you get soaked? So I had to go from the bottom up because, you know, the rust was so compact that you couldn't go through with the machine. So now you got to go up to loosen it up to get it to flow, right? Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, uh, dude. But as soon as you do it, now you got 20 feet of cable and this open hole on the side of the pipe. And three floors of water just coming down <laughs> and the amount of rust that came out of that pipe dude it was like dude i'm talking solid one inch chunks Ooh. it was just fucking it was everywhere it got all over everything i have that's right that was brutal nice man well it sounds like a good time party head by all excellent yeah so <laughs> Just appreciate what your plumbers go through to get... The building was built in 1878. That's when they started construction. Man, 1878. And that... so, like, when I went into, like, the cubby hole to rot it, sure. dude, you're looking at the original wood, the original timbers. Wow, that like stuff, could... the craftsmanship for it to last that long. Dude, there, you could see the timber, you could still see the marks because it's hand-cut. 
Incredible. You can, like, see it. Dude, it's it's kind of amazing. You know, it was actually, like, once you get the rust off you and the dirty water and the... That's you know, right. You're, you're done cussing. <laughs> it, you start to kind of gain a little bit of an appreciation for the history that you've kind of, uh, you know, dug into a little bit. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that, that you're right. The crest, the, for that building to last that long, I think about 100 years, it had no plumbing when it was built. I, so like, yeah. <laughs> it was like 50 years old. Somebody came in, gutted it, put plumbing in. And then every like 20 years, somebody like me right. had to come and like open it up. But, and this shit is still standing, you know? Pretty incredible stuff, man. I was, um, during COVID, I helped work on part of the old bar I used to work at. The flooring there, they had dug so deep, we were seeing the original wood that they had installed there back in the 1880s. Wow, it was probably hand cut, like all uneven and shit. Oh, it was totally fucked up, and you could just see, yeah. like you just said, different layers of workers over the generations who've just installed ragtag plumbing and electrical and all this stuff, and it's just it was all there. It's amazing. Yeah, dude, it's in the one spot they didn't the the wires weren't live, but they were still hung, and it was the old wires that were wrapped in cotton, or uh, not cotton, but it was like a. It literally looks like it's wrapped in fabric, but I think it's like an asbestos fabric. Oh, of course. They used asbestos for everything, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen the old, like, original electric? No, not it's really, like a, actually. Dude, it's like a white ceramic nub sticking out of the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine those, like, all around. Like, imagine how your wires would be run right now. Sure. But they're on the outside of the wall, and they're... <laughs> They're literally just expo- like a bare copper wire that I, goes around yeah, these like white I have ceramic like a, stuff. <laughs> I can like kind of see this in my mind actually from some old photographs and what have you. Yeah. And uh, and, then, and then when they did fire protection, they wrapped it in asbestos fabric. So back in yes, the day, we just had exposed wiring everywhere. Yeah, and you just knew people just knew not to touch it. That's like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> people were fucking way smarter. Back in the day, Dude, McDonald's can't even <laughs> overcook the coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like our people nowadays are too stupid to know that the coffee's hot. Back then, they knew not to touch the water, and you know what? I'm sure a lot of kids did, and they just died. And you know what? They were too stupid to live. Yes. Society was better. Survival of the fittest, and if you didn't shock yourself on the exposed wire, you grew up to be an adult, and you would teach the other younger people. Don't touch the I got a lot of shit for saying it at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I stopped saying it. But the truth is, (laughs) we need something to thin the herd. Too many people are making it. That's the problem. Oh, take it easy, Klaus Schwab. Holy cow. I'm not saying you and me. (laughs) Frank, I'm not saying you and me. I'm saying like like if 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 you if you need me to wear a mask because you're immunocompromised, you shouldn't be alive. Have you seen a wolf? Tell the other wolves in the pack, you need to wear a mask because I'm immunocompromised? No. This, uh, gets... I'm, not saying, I'm not saying we need to be like the wolves, but can we go somewhere in between? This gets down to the bare bones of if this disease were for real and it, it's destined to knock out a percentage of us, it's going to be the weak and the elderly. And that's just the way it is, right? And I'm okay with that. But the problem with this one is it seems to be the... The vaccine seems to be killing the young people. Yeah, the heart attacks, man, they are rampant. And I've uh, been seeing now, I think, what's the fella's name? Hamlin, the young guy who had the heart attack during the Bills game. Oh, dude. He started a trendy thing online, something to go viral, where he's uh, challenging people to learn CPR. They're making CPR the big thing now. Like, we all need to make sure we're saving people having heart attacks. Remember when I told you the big the big thing from the Demar Hamlin story was we need defibrillators on playgrounds. Yes, that's fantastic. We need to make sure we catch these heart attacks when they happen. Now, let's try to figure out why they're having heart attacks. No, see, we forced all your kids to get these these shots, so now we need defibrillators. <laughs> we didn't need defibrillators before. <laughs> that's right. It's insane. Demar Hamlin, dude, that is insane. Did you hear Dr. Drew talk about it? I did not actually. What was uh, Dr. Drew's take on on Demar? Dude, 
Dr. Drew might as well be Alex Jones now. I swear to fucking God. He's red pilled, he my man, for sure. Dude, he was like, I don't believe what they're saying. He's like, this shit, he's like, it doesn't make sense. And then he, I, I'm too stupid. He's a doctor. Of course. But he said, what, he said he heard he had this one heart condition. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense. He said the reason they will not reveal what he had is because it's only a symptom of the vaccine. There have been no known cases of the virus giving you that. So the one reason they're openly admitting that the vaccine gives you myocarditis is because so does COVID. But there's this other thing that he has where it's like this leaking valve or something. And he's like, that is not a symptom that never comes from COVID. It's only for the vaccine. Yeah, I think the problem is I was, it's kind of funny, I was reading a little on how that Leslie uh, fella died. Um, the actor, the short guy, uh, who was in everything, yeah. and he died in the, in the in car, car accident. accident. Yes, it was right? a car accident, and then apparently yeah. it came out later that he had like this crazy heart attack, and they kind of sort of blamed it on this small, weird thing in his heart, and they're kind of doing this where they're pinpointing this like defected area in you know in one of the valves and they're like see that's why they had the heart attack it had nothing to do with the vaccine but it's probably the vaccine that causes that defected area or it's the vaccine that's causing these problems in the heart oh yeah did you see the uk they're not giving it to anybody under 50 oh that's it it's over (laughs) (laughs) do you know why because it's killing everybody Oh, that frig is totally safe and effective, but we did such a good job of vaccinating everybody and defeating this virus. Nobody under 50 needs it. You don't even need it. Are they still rolling with the safe and effective? Well, that's the best part, dude. <laughs> I, I, I just brought that up the other day. I go, nobody has said safe and effective in a long time. Long time. And that should scare you if you have the vaccine. They well, used to say 100% safe and effective. Then it was 100% safe, eh, sort of effective. Now they just cut that whole line out. <laughs> they can't say safe, because it's not true. And they can't say effective, because it's also not true. So you'd be a liar if you throw that out there. And, man, I'm starting to think the lawsuits are going to start coming. I'm pretty sure I was reading about yes. some country, Indonesia maybe, where the princess died, and they're going to start... Uh, taking away or they're going to try and take away the immunity from the pharmaceutical companies. Ooh. And I may be off on the country, but I believe there's a princess in a country like Indonesia who uh, they're really angry about her death and they're blaming it on the vaccine. See, I really like the idea of, okay, fine, government gave immunity to Pfizer. I'm going to sue the government. You're down to sue the government. I think I think they should. I, mean, I think they already are starting a, a class action lawsuit against the FDA. Now, All right. This is a drunk plumber talking. So. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think they should go after these. Do the CDC, the FDA, everybody who said they read the data and they recommended, not only recommended, they 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 pretty much forced the vaccine. I think they should all be sued. I wish this it, were possible, man. I think you can. I don't know, dude, because COVID was kind of a good thing for a lot of people, and I knew there was a lot of fraud going around during that time, but man, I had no idea. Three years after the start of the pandemic, the size and scale of COVID-related fraud is staggering. Congress, under President Trump and then Biden, allocated an unprecedented $5 trillion in COVID rescue programs to save jobs, keep families fed, and businesses open. How did it end up being $5 trillion? I got (laughs) $1,200. I got $1,200. People, You guys spent $5 trillion? Lined their pockets, man. That's what happened, dude. The rich got richer. The fat, <laughs> the fat got fatter, man. Come on. I literally got a stupid check with Donald Trump's signature, and then a stupid check with some like lesbian or something that Biden hired. <laughs> That's right, dude. How did you spend five trillion dollars? And what then did you spend yeah, it on? I got seven hundred bucks from Jerry Polis at one point. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, uh, fuck you, Polish. <laughs> That's right. Dude. No, this is unbelievable how much money was stolen. <laughs> how from how these much funds, did he man. give you? 
I don't know. I mean, at seven hundred bucks, maybe I think. Hey, Paulus, I'll give you seven hundred bucks to stay home. Give, the, <laughs> give, give Denver a fucking day off here. Come on, you fucking asshole. I'm with you on that one, man. There was unbelievable <laughs> fraud, even here in Colorado. There's massive lawsuits going on on a state level based on the allocation of these funds during the COVID lockdowns. People just fucking stole it, dude. That's literally what happened. How did happened. I get no money? Five trillion dollars, I got no money. I was rotting sewers the whole fucking time. Well, this is starting to remind me of the 2008 bailout when we all went broke, but all the people on top got real <laughs> fucking rich. <laughs> kind of the same story. This is a fucking rerun, dude. I'm sick of this show. How does it always end up that the guy working his, his ass off ends up broke, and the bro who's doing cocaine with his fucking buddies in suits, they always end up ahead. They end up Sam Bankman fried fucking hanging out in the Bahamas <laughs> fucking funneling billions of dollars through U- Ukraine and Hunter Biden. Frank, I think we're just doing the wrong drugs. You're right, I, dude. I need, to, I need to drop the weed and the booze and start, well, keep the booze. Top, start doing top shelf and cocaine. <laughs> That's right. We'll call our new podcast Cocaine Dude. And uh, <laughs> we'll just fly high. Just, oh, you're gonna be on cocaine, so you're gonna want to call it cocaine, dude. Dude, cocaine. <laughs> I was trying to phrase it after that new movie. I'm really excited to see later this uh, month, Cocaine Bear. It comes out in a couple of weeks. Very, very excited for that. Cocaine Bear. Uh, is that about the bear that did the cocaine? Yeah, it is actually. It's such about- <laughs> a stupid movie. It's based on a true story, dude. Come on. Yeah, who cares? I just find it very. If it's 90 minutes. And it's a bear doing cocaine, like rampaging through people and towns. I'm in. I'll buy some popcorn for that. Count no, me Frank, in, dude. You need to buy some popcorn, a notebook, and a pen. And you should sit down and learn about why you're an asshole. Oh, well, okay? I already know why and, I am. <laughs> and go, go watch You People on Netflix. Uh, I still haven't gotten around to it. I got to hit it up this weekend, dude. <laughs> it would make you sick. You see how many good actors are in this movie. <laughs> Well, it's uh, David Duchovny, man. Don't ever leave Californication again. Oh, I love Duchovny. I think that's who that guy is. He's Californication, yeah. I mean, he's Mulder. From yeah, it's the, definitely Mulder. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Mulder. <laughs> from the yeah. X-Files. I forgot they're the, they are the same guy. It's, it's Hank Moody and Mulder. That's it. He's done nothing else in his career. That's true. He's a genius. Huh. I think it's kind of good. <laughs> That's right. He he just picked two roles and showed his range. Yeah, which I think they're kind of the same guy. Now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, but this was Hank Moody in a fucking black suit. No, he always wore a black shirt and jeans. No, no, but X Files. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, they're so similar. I I didn't even know which direction you were going. <laughs> Yeah, but you literally swap out his wife for Mulder. <laughs> or no, Scully? I don't remember which is which. <laughs> oh, man. Classic stuff. I, if you have the time, go do some X-Files binging out there, people. It is a... I gotta watch that again. It's, yeah. a, it's good stuff. It holds up, I'm telling you. The, the conspiracy element holds true. And uh, really, we have figured nothing out since then, so... But uh, I just hated how it was literally like a, it's literally just like a grown up Scooby Doo. Um, you know, that's a really great call. I never put it that together. In my mind. And you that's know, what I always hated about you know it. what you just we pull need. the mask off and oh, uh, it's a crazy guy. That's a great call. And so what we do need is for HBO Max to hire Maylee, uh, uh, Kaylee Minding, Maylee Kinding. What's that girl's uh, name? Uh, to do the no uh, the one who did the. Uh... <laughs> The new Scooby-Doo show that's on uh, HBO Max, you know? I have no idea what you're talking about. Velma? You haven't oh, heard about Velma? Oh, is that Velma? what Velma is? That's Scooby-Doo? Dude, it's woke Scooby-Doo, man. You know what, to be honest with you, I just saw the picture of it, and I was like, not for me. <laughs> I didn't even know. It's woke Scooby-Doo, bro. Come on. You know, I, I realized that was their problem. The reason it's go woke, go broke is because you guys put up these things where it's like, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, oh, but yeah. just by the cover, I can tell 
this I'm not the demographic you're you're going for. <laughs> no. You know? It's totally something where you see it and you're like, no thanks. I'm yeah. not gonna click that. Oh, John Wick three? I watched that for the fourth time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know. Well. Speaking of scams, such as the woke scam, uh, Mike, we got scammed big time by COVID. She's failed to verify many of the claims. On Capitol Hill today, even the nation's top watchdog said they don't know how much money was stolen. By some estimates, $560 billion gone. Whoa! Yeah, man! That's fucking 10%. I bet that went to the big guy. Now who stole the rest? (laughs) 500 billion is 10% of 5 trillion. There's a lot of zeros, but I know what happens when you take away one. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's like... 10% went to the big guy. How does 10% always go to the big guy, Frank? 560 billion. That's like two Ukraine wars. That's incredible. <laughs> that's madness. I could have bought three Crimeas by with that money. Come on, <laughs> Zelensky. Can someone check on Zelensky? He's probably like uh, crushed hearing this news. How easy it was for these guys to walk away with that much money? He's out there begging left and right. Oh, dude, he's so disappointed. He's tearing up the picture of his golden T-shirt. <laughs> they said they didn't have the money. <laughs> Five hundred and sixty billion. So uh, I want to say I'm a huge fan of this news report in particular. The guy kind of, it's like an old school news report, feels like it, and it's NBC, and I got more to it. You know why? Because this is the most bipartisan thing the country has done. Oh, yeah. It's since 2016. (laughs) We all stole money from COVID funds. (laughs) Both sides of the aisle. This was more unifying than our hatred of the French in 2003. It's incredible. (laughs) Oh, if COVID wore a turban, you'd see American (laughs) flags all over this fucking place. (laughs) That's where they went wrong with the marketing. They should have said this disease came out of Afghanistan or like, uh, you know. Oh, man. It was clearly clearly just a bad PR. If they would have went with Muslim country with this disease, oh, you would have gotten all of America behind whatever you wanted. You could even, to the right, you could have called it an act of God. Right, clearly mad at the Muslims. <laughs> man. Total bungle on the PR team with this whole COVID thing, man. <laughs> Somebody hit up the dude, man. You want to sell the virus? We got you. <laughs> we don't even need a Fauci. <laughs> you know? Don't even need a Fauci, man. We do need an Arnold. Arnold. Uh, <laughs> And by the way, you can't, you can't kill terrorists without Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you know, if you do want an idea of where some maybe of that five hundred and sixty billion dollars went, I guarantee it went into Fauci's pockets. <laughs> Why do you think he doubt. retired afterwards? Yeah. It's funny he's gone now, and all this information's coming out: the heart attack information, <laughs> the myocarditis, uh, the strokes, the blood clotting, <laughs> the five hundred sixty billion dollars <laughs> missing out of nowhere. Like, where's Fauci? I don't know, man. He's gone. <laughs> Martha, don't forget the bag with the money. <laughs> We're going to Fiji. <laughs> Is the pilot vaccinated? I'll wait for the next one. No big deal. <laughs> oh, man. That's such a burn. It's unbelievable. Uh, no vax pilots. All right, so this I love this report. He goes after both sides. It's kind of refreshing. Public should nice. know where money went. Congress needs to know where money went. Who stole it? Investigators say cyber criminals, organized crime, Russian, Nigerian, and Chinese syndicates. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, the usual suspects. Russia? Uh, yeah, Russia, China, North Korea. Ru- <laughs> Russia? No, it was every fucking Guido in Chicago that's been driving around in Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces. 
all my friends bought brand new 2020 Toyota Tundras. Brand new, fully stocked. Brand new. <laughs> and they were they were marked up 40% because of the inflation. That's why we have inflation. Literally, that $500 billion is why we have inflation. Where did that, it wasn't Russia. It went to America who bought Pelotons and new cars. And that's why we can't afford anything today. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here that went to Russia and China. Oh, How many man. Chinese bought a Peloton? Oh, all of them, man. They all uh, cyber- Yeah, they all billion of them? them. <laughs> yeah. they the Uyghurs <laughs> in the mines working in between? They're riding on your Pelotons? <laughs> fucking give me a fucking yeah, break, dude. dude. It was the Russian. It's always the Russian bots. Come on, dude. They're always hacking us and taking our uh, dude, I'm moving to Russia. Russia's got to be the greatest country this world has ever seen. They're fighting, the, they're fighting World War Three. They're defeating the greatest general that's ever lived, fucking Zelensky. In the meantime, they're rigging our elections. They're compromising our presidents. Right? Dude, you're right on the fucking money. And they're controlling our economy for the past two years. They're controlling our gas prices. They're running Europe. Yeah, they were running the White House for four years. I mean, they're running. They're running everything. <laughs> Russia's Putin's the greatest mastermind I've ever heard of. <laughs> Move over, Hitler. I think we got another. I, I think we got a new contender. You know. <laughs> and now he managed to steal our COVID funds. I don't know. This is insane. Putin. I got to meet this guy. He, it's amazing. And he's all of this, and he's he's dead. He's dying of cancer. It's like, what? He's been de- I don't know. He's dying and he's losing the war, too. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. <laughs> the greatest mastermind I've ever heard of. I know. He's, he's one for the history books. No doubt, dude. And this, this coordinated effort to steal $560 billion of COVID funds out of the United States... <laughs> taxpayers uh, pockets this is, I mean, is, is there anything else we could stack onto this one man in a country <laughs> whose economy is less than california is there anything else we could stack onto this man <laughs> right that's right uh allegedly i heard he was in a threesome with johnny depp's wife and uh elon musk actually <laughs> it's gonna come out in court papers soon. <laughs> he's the reason artemis couldn't watch <laughs> I heard he was in Memphis. He was one of the cops that beat up fucking uh, Tiger. That's right. He's part of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one white guy that got indicted. Did you hear about that? Yeah, they had to get a white dude, man. They had he's, to. He's like the assistant paramedic or some shit. I don't even know who this kid is. Dude. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. I do, too. I I can't believe they roped that guy into it, man. Uh, how, how far did you have to dig for a white guy on this case, man? Jesus Christ. It looks like they're digging far, and they keep saying they're going to pull in more people involved. It's ba- it's a bad situation, man. They can't cover it up, the fact that it was uh, just a shady cop situation. It had nothing to do with uh, race. you guys, I would just blame Putin. They should just blame Putin, too. <laughs> you, know, you know, Russia... Infiltrated our squad here, Scorpion. That's right. <laughs> what with the squad, like the squad squad? Oh man, don't talk about the squad. Are you talking about the squad? Ilhan Omar. Like this is she's, big, big she's in the arms of her brother right, right now, crying. We're leaving COVID fraud. I think we've had enough. Uh, and we. I are... can't believe five hundred billion dollars went missing. You know what's good? I told They're you gone. there's a terrorist attack coming. There has to be, we, because we now know this money's missing. So that's don't they, tell me it went to me and you, plan. dude. The politicians stole most of that money. Yes, they did. We, we, we didn't even know how. We didn't even know it was there. And, you know, you know these people stole it. This clip is a little heady, so we'll cut out of it. But he does go on to say that when they interviewed the Democrats, they blamed the Republicans. And when they asked the Republicans, guess, guess what, Mike? They blame the Democrats, actually. So they both, they're both pointing the finger across the aisle at each other. Like, <laughs> and then they all get in their Bugattis and go home. <laughs> no, On their fucking $175,000 a year salary. This is fucking insane. <laughs> it's absolutely nonsense. <laughs> it's literally, they're at, you're, the news is interviewing both sides, and they're like, I don't know, don't ask me, talk to the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just work here. 
just worked. It's not like I signed the checks, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I'm working for a living too. Can't you see? <laughs> just like you. Hey, man, it's just a nine to five. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you want from me, dude? I'm just an average Joe, just like yourself, pal. Come on, guy. <laughs> now, can you get out of the way? I got a crazy blind spot on that Lambo. <laughs> it's insane. So, so the whole dude, there, there is no difference between our politicians and the Russian oligarchs. Zero difference. You know, you know, actually, there is one big difference. You know what the one big difference is? What's that? They're not blaming. <laughs> they're not blaming Biden for all their problems. <laughs> You're right on the money, and not only that, they don't hide it. They kind of flaunt it. They're like, yeah, we're oligarchs. That's what we do. That's what we do, and I like it. We're rich fat cats, man, and we run shit in this country. And we. You do- know why? Because Russians don't fuck around it. A Russian would rather you fly your private jet and say you're an oligarch fucking young chicks around the world, and you know what I mean, doing all that. Yes. The, in- the- <laughs> instead, instead of flying your private jet and then preach to me, about how I need to cut down yes. on my CO2. Thank you. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know? And then don't pretend you're not Eric Swalwell banging fucking Chinese spy whores everywhere and getting caught for it. Because you, you're doing it. I know, dude. On these private jets. I made at you. I saw Fang Fang. I got it. <laughs> I get it. But you're, you know? You're a dirty guy. So, uh... The house is I wouldn't a mess. fuck her, and I got nothing to lose. I'm a plumber who lives in his grandma's basement. <laughs> You're a senator, uh, a, a congressman. He's a congressman, and the house is just in disarray right now because of Ilhan Omar being booted from the Judiciary Committee. Is that correct? Foreign Affairs how Committee? Would, Which one was how it? How is she still in, in office? They used, I think, the excuse that she made some anti-Semitic slurs a few years back and uh people are up in arms over it because <laughs> it's from did you, hear, <laughs> did you hear her excuse i'm very excited to hear this excuse she said she didn't know she never knew that there was a trope about jews and money oh so then kanye's out of the <laughs> kanye's free we can all love kanye now <laughs> Kanye's back, You're fucking baby. Muslim. Nobody hates the Jews more than the Muslims. <laughs> right? This is a very well-known, established fact. I really thought everybody knew this. Yeah, including Ilhan Omar. And so when Ilhan Omar, uh, who is a Muslim, used some phrases in regards to uh, Jewish people and money... It was taken as someone uh, maybe not liking Jewish people. But it wasn't just that. Dude. She also, she talks about, the problem the Muslim have is, listen, I am not going to begin to say I understand the Israel-Gaza Strip situation. We are certified right? idiots, so there's no way we know what we're talking about here. I don't know anything about it. I don't know any of the history. I don't want to know. All I know is right now there's one like, Israel wants there to be two states. That's right. Right? The Muslims don't want Israel to exist. That's a so huge difference. Go, uh... <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, if you go into the Gaza Strip, there's no Jews. If you go into the rest of Israel, not only are there Muslims, they have Muslims in their government. Elected officials. So it's like... Israel has accepted you guys. You guys refuse to accept them. You got, and Ilhan Omar is on the side of Israel should not exist. It should be a Palestinian state, a Muslim state. That's right. And so when she goes and makes questionable comments, maybe it could have even be a joke or whatever she said. I don't actually know the exact specific comments she had made in the past. I do think it's Kind of funny that the Republicans are, you know what they're doing here? They're using cancel cult- culture against them. You know, this is classic yeah, cancel good. culture. Oh, we're going to take something you said years ago, and we're going to cancel you because of it. Good. That's taste, what they did to these guys. It's a taste of your own medicine, Ilhan, yeah. and the squad. Always, dude, when you're in power, always be careful how you yield it, because it's fleeting. 
power is always fleeting. And you're going to lose it. You're absolutely right. I believe it was Mitch McConnell who warned Harry Reid about the filibuster, I think. And I'm a little off on this. And he warned that if you do this, you will, uh, you know... Rue the day. Rue the day. Yes, and uh, they sure did for many well, I'm years. sorry, I'm sorry. You, you will rue the day. I can't do it. I can't get my neck out there. It's, you know, well, you're not genetically a turtle. Uh, you have to have turtle genetics within your blood <laughs> yeah, not... <laughs> in order to, you know, suck the neck into the shell like he does. I couldn't do, you know. So Omar uh, is out, and Mike, oh, man, of course, I got the juiciest nugget of the year, man. Angry AOC. Why is she mad? As also, as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. That's what united these states, baby. Come on, know your history. Uh. Yeah, they attacked us. (laughs) They attacked us. We united uh, back and attacked them, man. It's one nation under God, not Allah. And I, I, again, I was very against the Iraq War. Let me throw that. So was I. Still am. (laughs) Still am. I still am. Still. It was a scam. We should have gone into Palestine. We should have gone into uh, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia. But go ahead. Yeah. Well. That's another show. <laughs> Afghanistan's a crazy... All right, yeah. Yeah, the, the places we chose, pretty crazy, and the fact well, that we just decided... Afghanistan, period, is such a... It's literally the dumping ground. It's, it's literally just the graveyard of old military equipment. <laughs> well, now it's Ukraine. So we've just kind of changed location. Hmm. Right? I don't know. All right. Uh, it's crazy because you know you know what they have in common. It's it's always the landlocked countries. Oh, good call. No, doesn't Ukraine have uh, some port action? No, landlocked. I, oh I yeah, don't... Ukraine does. Yeah, but but uh, not like you know. know. It's in the sea. <laughs> not the same. Not the same as getting like an ocean. I mean, you gotta uh, go ways to get yeah, to the ocean. That's right. You know yeah. that's Ocean's a big space. Sure. Well, the, no, I'm, I'm not even joking. <laughs> the problem is, especially in that area. Every you know, there's always wars going on. There's always conflicts where like you can't travel into this sea, you can't go through this port, you can't go through this channel. Right. You know. Oh yeah. There's a big difference. We're like that's one of the reasons we were really. That's one of the reasons we got ahead is because we were never like during you know like um, World War Two, both sides needed supplies, and we were able to provide both. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I was reading recently about some of the bigger air battles that took place during World War II, some of the more crucial ones, especially ones where we suffered heavy uh, losses and almost nearly lost some full fleets. But um, we were heavily targeting uh, a lot of Germany's like ammunitions factories, and that yeah. played a crucial role in us winning the war, essentially, which is pretty wild. But Yeah. You know, to just that's how we beat it. We went after supply lines. Yeah, that like our, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, and we and we starved them. That was a huge thing too. We basically yeah. cut off their food. And the thing was, was, we were that's what I'm saying. Dude, we had these oceans between us, so it's like we were able to just play the long game. Yes, yeah, strategery, as George Bush used to say, strategery. <laughs> strategery. God, I miss Bush. Yeah, you know, he was a classic uh... dude. <laughs> I'd love to have him on the show. <laughs> they don't make him like they used to, Mike. <laughs> Mr. W, sir, we'd love to have you. <laughs> it's funny, we just miss a guy who could put a full sentence together. We haven't had that in a long time. Or just make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Obama didn't make you laugh. No, no laughing. You're right. He didn't have a sense of humor. He wasn't funny. It's a good call. Uh, yeah, that's all right. All right, well, what does make me laugh is AOC. She's very angry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, AOC, you're so forgettable. We talked about Bush. <laughs> we, Jesus Christ! We talked about like what four presidents ago? <laughs> AOC, you're forgettable, lady. All right, so she's angry, she's pissed, and this is all about uh, Muslims. No wait, black people because it's Black History Month. No wait, uh, women. No wait, uh, she, is it she Mexican? Can't... They're like the most Catholic. Isn't AOC? Yeah, she's La- she's Latinx, right? 
She's Mexican. Okay, so I don't understand what her deal is here. She's a she's I'm defending sure. she's defending all minorities. I think is what her she's got going on here. Uh, she's, she's very are Jews not minorities? I mean, Muslims are how are Muslims minorities, but Jews are not. Mike, I have no idea how they do their uh, minority math. It makes no sense in my mind. Does it have to do with the circumcised penis? That's <laughs> possible, dude. So uncircumcised and dark, you're a minority. <clears throat> I think it's uh, skin color. No? Yeah, but some Muslims are white. That's what I'm saying. Like real white. Oh, Muslims? Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. See, again, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. AOC doesn't make sense. So uh, we'll give her we'll give her a few seconds here. Against right. Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America, and this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency. There is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack, except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican Caucus threaten my life, and you all and the Republican Caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. <laughs> Don't tell me this is about consistency. And you all tried to rape her. A condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and, and <laughs> an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in the... I don't think the squad likes Jews. I'm just going to throw it out there. But <laughs> it's to like... women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't you know what the problem me. is? What's I'm that? Sorry, you, oh, you, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt AOC. Because I didn't get a single <laughs> time has expired. Such a misogynistic move. Thank you. That was it. <laughs> so what's the problem? They don't know their history. This AOC doesn't realize how closely aligned she, her and her beliefs are to the Jewish religion. Good call. Absolutely. Like, you, the only difference between you and the Jews is the belief in Jesus. That's no joke. Old Testament's the same, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. You and that Muslim, like, culturally speaking. AOC, you talk about being scared of, like, guys trying to rape you, and you're all about, like, the feminist movement. Do you know what the Muslim men feel about women? <laughs> Do you really want to live under Sharia law as a woman? Good call, man. Right? Absolutely. I promise you right now, you'd rather live in Israel than the Gaza Strip. Guaranteed. Yeah, I'm sure uh, it would be a different lifestyle for AOC, but, uh, you know, she's very upset because this is her friend, Mike. This is part of her squad. Yeah, but for no man. reason. Only, for only her friend because she... It's insane. It's insane. Ilhan Omar is a liar, and that's why I don't like her. Because you like, <laughs> I, I I I have much more respect for the Muslim man that I'm friends with, who will just look me in the eyes and tell me he believes women should cover up because men can't can't control themselves, and it's up to the woman to cover up. So any woman who doesn't is a slut. Or a whore, you know? Right and it's okay. like, I don't agree. I don't agree. But I respect you a lot more that you're able to just tell me that. Right? That is your honest belief. Ilhan Omar is coming out and saying, no, 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 no. But then, dude, yes. The sh you believe the Muslim religion and all that fucking bullshit that goes with it. Not bullshit, but. I, I believe in this country, what separates us from many others is. You can believe in whatever religion you, you know, is fit for your life, and you could even run for Congress and Senate, and that, you know, your religious practices and beliefs really don't generally matter in, other than you being a good person, you know, someone that people want to vote for, uh, a leader. That does matter. It does matter. But I'm sorry. I'm just because saying that- we can't have- <laughs> Look, my point being is... We, we, ha we have a belief. I know nobody wants to admit it, but we have a belief system in America. And it's, that belief system is definitely more aligned with certain religions than others. Sure. 
Absolutely. This this uh, country is founded on a certain religion or a certain belief in a certain, uh, let's say, God, if you will. It's in most not of even our God. Hist- I would say a certain. It's in our historical documents. Ideology. It's in the. You know, it's a, yes. No, it's part of everything. It's in our dollar yeah. bills. It's in uh, everything. So, but the point being is. <clears throat> What bothers me and I think you and most people about Ilhan and AOC and the rest of the squad is not their skin color or their sexual preference or gender identity or the religions they believe in or follow. What is most bothersome about this squad is how anti-America they have been for so many years. They have been the spokespeople for anti-Americanism. And quite frankly, that disgusts me more than anything. These people represent those on the left who hate America. No, no, that's what... So Ilhan Omar, that's what bothers me the most about you, is you you came here from from another country, right? Oh, yeah. And you got elected to the House... And now you t- all you do is go around talking about how shitty the country exactly. is. Exactly. We need to be more like yes. the country you left. Exactly. And that's my problem. That's, what's, that's yes. what I think bothers everybody about Ilhan. And you know what? Get out of Congress if you don't like it. Get out of this country if you don't like it so much. If you think this place is so shitty, so racist, yes. so horrible, so racist. then fucking leave. Nobody wants you here. And I think that's how, the how, sentiment we have for everybody. Haiti? Isn't that where she's from? I don't care where she's from. She's here, and congratulations. You made it. You made it to the greatest country in the world, a place of prosperity, a place where you can run for Congress. Don't stand up on your pedestal now and shit on this country. Fuck you, man. Get out of here. And that's my problem. I could care less what God she believes in or what religion she practices. That doesn't concern me. What concerns me is what kind of leader are you? And if you're pedestal that you're on and the thing you believe in most is this country is is shitty then get the fuck out of here you have no right being in congress definitely not which is funny because it kind of reminds me of a clip i saw a couple days ago they were running over rules in the judiciary committee and uh matt gates was proposing an idea to say the pledge of allegiance and they were voting on it and jerry nadler voted against it and he had a little debate about it, and he said it. he felt it was silly that they had to say the Pledge of Allegiance for a second time because they have to say it at the beginning of the day, I guess, when they start Congress. And so then when they go to this meeting, Matt Gates is proposing they say a second. You know, and Matt Gates is just such a, you know he's just being a fucking troll. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know he's doing it just to fucking You know who loves guys. Matt Gates the most? Uh, who's that? Rand Paul, dude. Rand, Rand Paul. Paul is now the second most punchable face in Congress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I like, totally I see agree. Rand Paul, I'm like, that's the most punch. I want to punch that guy. That's the most. I'm about to tackle him off his lawnmower. That's a punchable face. Right? I'm, I'm on that train for sure. Absolutely. Matt but Gates. then you see Matt Gates <laughs> and you're like, whoa, I want to hit that guy in the face with a bat. <laughs> Actually, I want to pick up Rand Paul and hit Matt Gates in the face with Rand Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and they're running both over with the lawnmower. <laughs> no, I, I like Rand Paul. He's doing, uh, he's fighting the good fight against uh, our man Fauci. Oh, I like them both. I like um, them both. And I think yeah. Gates is hilarious. Uh, he does have that punchable uh, face thing going on. And he kind of, in a weird way, reminds me of a young Nixon. Matt Gates? Yeah. Young Nixon. Nah. Look at pictures <laughs> of young Nixon. I'm telling you. Matt Gates. Oh, he j- Matt Gates has like a cartoonish face and like look, he's like outrageous. He literally looking. is the guy from Goodwill Hunting that's at the bar. Like, <laughs> you know, from Harvard, you know, like he's that his, douchey, like his whole thing. I love it. It's very it, again, it's cartoonish. That's my uh my description yeah. for Matt Gates. But um yeah, he's a good guy. I like what he says. No, I, I think he's, he's a, kind of a bad person, but he's an instigator and he's a goofball. And uh, we just need we should get better people in Congress is the bottom line. People who <sighs> don't right. hate America like Ilhan, get out of here. Who, who uh, lay off the prostitutes. We should get rid of yeah. Matt Gates and uh, Swalwell who are banging spies and prostitutes, you know, but that would actually I mean, don't tell me Gates isn't Congress. banging some spies. 
<laughs> they're just tough. from countries we don't care about That's right now. Right now, dude. That's right. <laughs> they're like Cuban spies. And, uh, dude, I was thinking you're fucking psycho. <laughs> I was literally thinking Cuba. Dude. Is he in Florida? So it's got to be Cuban spies, right? I was literally thinking Cuban spies. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I was thinking, wait till Russia plants another nuke in Cuba. (laughs) Well, Mike, uh, so much crazy news going on today, but I have to say my favorite uh, thing about this whole day was this little gem. Punxsutawney Phil, ladies and gentlemen! Yeah! It's Groundhog Day! I see that everyone knows their... Okay, so this is in Pennsylvania at a uh, Gobbler's Knob or Gobbler... Yeah, gobbler's not something like that. Frank, that sounded dirty. I don't know. It does. It's really dirty sounding. But dude, this is yeah. uh in um punk punks punksatoni. Uh, they punksatoni. Uh, yeah, they pull out the fucking uh groundhog. <laughs> Poor groundhog, dude. dude He's they, hibernating. They all wear these top hats and like overcoats. It's so <laughs> funny looking. It's really. I'm kind of glad they still do the whole. It's it's silly. It's ridiculous. It's goofy. <laughs> No, it's great. And then the 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 animal, the critter, he like talks to the mayor, right? They're gonna, really yeah. Him. He gives them a scroll, like a, a or a screed or whatever, you know, oh, like yeah. And, and the guy's about to read it, so he's gonna read what Punxsutawney Phil has has announced. This is fantastic. And They're on the top hats. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else. I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. Oh, (laughs) Phil, nobody's broken my heart so sweetly before, dude. (laughs) Phil, come on, man. Come on, Puxatoni Phil. It's been a long, cold winter already, dude. We were doing good until Frank sent that cold our way, man. I mean, now I need to. That's right, dude. We're oh, we're fifties and sunny here, man. Good stuff. We're back. Let me tell you something, man. Fuck pucks of Tony Phil. Fuck the <laughs> weather, man. You want to know when winter's gonna end? Talk to a landscaper. You know why? Their money depends on it. <laughs> That's right, dude. This has been a winter of no snow. And these guys know they're crying. There's no snow. They didn't make money. And the way the weather's going, everybody, all the landscapers, all the old men are talking about it. This winter's going to go late. You're going to be in like an April. You're going to get like a late April freeze with the snow. That's right. I uh, reached into my backyard this morning and pulled out my landscaper from the hole he sleeps in. And uh, (laughs) he saw his shadow. You poked him with the rake yeah, first. Right? He, he saw his shadow and he went back inside. I was bummed. My leaves are my leaves are not going to be raked for another six weeks. <laughs> Total bummer, dude. I'm glad you're carrying on the tradition in Colorado. For those that don't know, in Chicago, we bury our landscapers with our fig trees. You give them a little food, survive through the winter. Uh, yeah, a little sack, and then you wake them up. So, dude, they've been doing this tradition for 137 years, and uh, I was reading about it in NPR. Uh, this groundhog, he's right 40% of the time. Can't be the same groundhog, right? I imagine it's the same lineage. Otherwise, this whole thing's bust. Uh, I thought maybe they were like, you know, baby groundhog scaring them, taking out the adrenochrome, <laughs> keeping this one groundhog alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, it's the Hillary Clinton of uh, groundhogs. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is the first groundhog to live 150 years. Yeah. He's actually the uh, trial. <laughs> 137 years of doing this. How That's ri- insane. How ridiculous, like, in the 1800s, they're like, uh, they just decided to do this for no stupid reason, and 
here we are in 2023 and these guys are still dressing up in the top hats and reading from the I scroll. And I love it too. I actually, we need more traditions that are 130 years old. Yes. But, I actually was yeah. today. Most years I was like, oh, Groundhog's Day, whatever. But I don't know. I was kind of reading up on it today. And I was like, yeah, man, this is hilarious, actually. Like the whole town is all in on it. And it's a I big deal. And uh, I was looking up some info on Groundhog's Day, the movie. Ooh. Which is 30 years this year. Wow. Yeah, man. So I caught, I was lo- watching some clips earlier today of uh, some of the, uh, the great scenes. I, I got to tell you, man, I think, I think you just pinpointed. I think that's why America is losing its way. It's because they convinced everybody to, to kind of leave their families, move out, go to college, go get a job somewhere else, move out. And we kind of all forgot about the tradition. Yeah, no traditions. I think that really is, you know, I make fun of Pepino all the time, but the tradition kind of is, you know. Hey, I'm coming back for sausage this year. I'm a big fan of uh, the sausage oh, making. And two weeks, man. That's yeah, two right. weeks for making wait. sausage. Very it's excited. Great. Can't wait. And I really it's hope great. to, uh, I told on the show uh, about a month or so ago about my sausage adventure. With a big anus up in Lions, and yeah, that was a good time. Right. And you know, I want to. <laughs> but now you're coming to the big that's leagues, right? right? Coming into the uh, <laughs> the majors, and I want to uh, take some notes, learn from the pros, and bring it back to the minors and teach the young folk a uh, thing or two. So uh, I can't that's wait. the goal. But I know I really want to kind of uh, absorb as much, you know, info and uh, know how on as it much as I, as much as I give up shit. It is awesome to see the old traditions, you know. Yeah, and just using even the old equipment. Uh, when I was making sausage here, we were using kind of newer equipment and stuff, and I was telling the guys, like, hey, man, I'm used to old-school mechanisms here. This is, you yeah. know, a little out of my league. You we'll give to- you a two-to-one gear ratio, but that's it. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is the thing we were using, um, I think it was an electric motor, and I was telling the guys, like, it's hard to make the sausage with the motor because when you do the crank, it's a two-person job, and you guys get into a rhythm, oh, and really? uh, you just push the sausage into the casing. and if, it. For those that don't understand why, it's because you have to turn the meat so that it comes out at a constant pace. That's and right. the problem the motor has is a motor is providing a constant output. It's a constant force. Right. Absolutely. But the meat is chunkier, leaner, fatter. You know what I mean? So you need to adjust. You're adjusting your strength to maintain that constant speed. Yeah, it's a team effort. Everyone's working together and it it flows and there's a rhythm. No, no, but also because, you know, you're pushing it with your hand. Yeah. Down. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a rhythm. No, it's you very can't use the electric um, machine. It's right? very analog. You're very hands-on. You're you're involved. You feel it. Yes. Yeah. You're using all. For senses. those who think we're bullshitting, everybody who does the electric motor, they get air pockets, and then that spoils the meat. Ah, Mike, spoken like a true pro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You're right. You're right on the money. the <clears throat> The electric motor just uh, not as satisfying. Also, I got to say, there's just something about. You know, uh, the next day, you got that right arm soreness <laughs> from, from... Well, not only that, when the, when, you know, when the intestine runs out, you can't be like, motor, what the fuck? Why'd you keep going? <laughs> you, know, right. you can be like, oh, Frank, you didn't see the intestine? Come on. <laughs> What's That's the matter? Right. <laughs> That's right. And I'm, I'm usually the guy standing around making jackass comments and uh, <laughs> making fun of everybody, so I typically do the least work. You always need that. That's right. You need entertainment in the room. The best part about making sausage is there's about four guys making sausage and 12 people in the room just talking. and uh, Waiting for the meal. That's right. They just want to eat. They're hanging out, eating other stuff. Uh, that's what it is. You hand them the tools. You hand them the rags. You hand them what they need. You know. Yeah, everybody gets busy at some point, and that's why I'm really excited to go back, too, because it's really great. You got the old ladies cooking in the kitchen. You got the dudes, uh, you know, Tossing those meats around. Uh, that sounded a little wrong, actually, now that I think of it. 
tossing their meats around. No, but for real, man, nobody. I think that's great that you're called Megan Gris. It. I think that's what a lot of people are missing. That's what the millennial generation is missing, dude. I don't, Frank. How old are you? Thirty-seven. I don't like to divulge that kind of information oh, on the show. Right. You're thirty-seven. I'm you're in the thirties range. My point is, you're gonna come home to make. You know, you're gonna come here and make sausage. That's right. And you're you're gonna get treated like a fucking fourteen-year-old kid. You know, and it's like. I believe my nickname is Colorado Jesus, and <laughs> I will live by that name when I come back. And Franoush. Franoush, but, uh, that's right. My point is, is like, it's that humbleness. Like, the family humbles you like nobody else, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. This is a good call also um, when it comes to, like, connection and being around people uh, with, you know, just a loving environment and what have you, you know. Nothing beats family, man. Yeah.